I'm Jen, she's Lex, and we're the Blatchelorettes. On tonight's episode, or today's, or whatever realm of the universe you are in, I guess we're going to talk about that dumpster fire that was this week's episode. Was it episode 7 of Katie's season of The Bachelorette? Which, it's, it's not getting better. It's not, If anything, the season's actually getting worse. It's not. And then I don't know if I would call it a dumpster fire, but I would definitely call it like a bland cracker at this point. That's what this season is giving. It's not giving even a saltine. No seasoning. Not even a saltine. No seasoning whatsoever. Just bland ass, dry ass, fabricated ass cracker. <laughs> like that you need a little juice. <laughs> so it's like so it's like a Popeye's biscuit is what you're saying. Yes, it's literally yes. they come up a Popeye's biscuit. This season is giving Popeye's biscuit no drink. So damn, damn, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to cover what happened and how Katie willed it down to her final four. And then there's tons of Bachelor news. Oh my god, so much fucking news. I don't yes. even know how we stay on top of it, but we're gonna do it. All I want to start by saying is that there has been no two-on-one this season, and I am pleasantly but also unpleasantly surprised, right? Like, I was hoping at some point they would do a real two-on-one to handle the drama in the house or whatever. That's my favorite way of handling this stuff, not being the love man plus talking shit about the men. Like, I (laughs) thought we would just put our money where our mouths was and dive into this two-on-one, but we didn't do it this season. Yeah, and it was like, why even have an antagonist and have people hyping each other up and like talking shit about each other and then not even have a two-on-one? Like, what sense does that make? So instead we got bland-ass Brendan and the why the fuck is he here? Like, instead we could have had a face-off between Aaron and Hunter and had one of them in the final seven, but no, it was like... We're going to let in this guy nobody even knows. So that's how we start off. (laughs) Yes, yes. We start off with everyone wondering, how the fuck did Katie get these guys in her seven? First of all, we don't even know anything about Mike P. Except for the fact that he's a virgin. And then Brendan just happens to be friends with Blake, which is never covered on the show until way later. We'll get that when we get there. But who even are these dudes? Who are they? What do they do? What are they about? What is this? We're all the way at week seven, and I literally care for nobody in this house except for Michael A. Yeah. That's really what's happening here. That's what's up. That's what's up. So we start with the guys talking to each other, because why not, about what's going to happen going forward and hometowns, yada, yada, yada. Katie's talking to Tasha and Caitlin about not being sure of who will be in her final four, mm-hmm. but she thinks she's getting close, question mark? Yeah. At this point, we know that there are seven men left in the house, which means that three of them have to leave. So there's Brendan, who nobody knows, Michael A., Justin, Blake, Andrew S., who am I forgetting? Greg, oh, bland-ass Greg. And one more person, who am I forgetting? Jeez. Mike P., the virgin. Oh, yes. Mike P., the virgin. How could I forget? And you mentioned that right off the top. This is how uninterested I am in these men. Like I literally can't remember. So off top, there are seven of these men and three have to go home. Yep. Three have to go home. So we know since there is no two-on-one, it is a group date and two one-on-ones. So of course, both Brendan 
and Mike P are hoping for that one-on-one -on -one time since they have literally spent zero time with Katie, aside from a few cocktail parties here and there. They don't even seem to get much time on group dates, to be honest. The first one-on-one -on -one goes to Greg and his reaction is priceless. Like He's like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm so excited. I was like, come on, bro. Come on. You were just complaining about how you feel like you're insecure. You don't get time with Katie. What you conniving piece of shit. Okay, fine. But you were just begging for time. And now you get this one-on-one -on -one and you're like, oh, yeah, this is great. Thanks for choosing me. You can definitely see him looking into the distance like, fuck my life what am I doing? Like, that's literally what he's thinking the entire time when he hears his name on the, on the date card. You can just see over his head as FML. What am I doing? Yeah, no, not a fan of this. And the guys are, of course, very upset because Greg has already had a one-on-one. -on -one. He got Katie's first impression rose. Like he is already a solid front runner to them, even though he hasn't had a one-on-one -on -one since. He's already set. Like there's no need to give him extra time. But he gets it anyway with this most mm -hmm. whack-ass Seattle fake date. Oh I hate it. Oh, my God. I don't think I've ever seen a wider date. I don't think I've ever seen a wider, more basic date aside from maybe their first date, which was the fishing date. Yes. That was competing for a widest date. But did you see what Katie was wearing? Or did yeah. I, I mean, I... Girl, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I'm just like, it's giving me running into Walmart to pick up milk. Yes, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So, okay. So for, for those of you who didn't watch, which quite a few of you don't, you just listen to our podcast, which we appreciate because this season is boring as hell. So thank you for listening to our podcast. But Katie was wearing this bland t-shirt, literally just a green t-shirt, not even a logo, no flavor, nothing, just blah, green t-shirt skinny jeans and sneakers and that was her date outfit that was her date outfit with the man she is falling in love with like let's just let that sink in for a little bit and it's like removing all elements of a reality show and like being on national tv why would you wear skinny jeans and a t-shirt on a date unless you were doing something like super active but they weren't they were just going to a fish market they were going to a market and it was like girl, like, why are you wearing your errands fit yeah. on this date? Like, <laughs> I don't, because even if this was in actual Seattle, right? I've been to Seattle, beautiful city. I thought about moving there. I didn't, obviously. But even if <laughs> this was like a real date in Seattle, you'd be dressed way cuter than that bitch. Like, way at least a cute cuter. top, at least a cute shirt. Come at on. least a cute top, at least something that was not gym fit. Like, what? Anyway, that's enough ragging on. I just, you know, had to, I just had to rant for a little bit. Oh, but pause for a cause here because this is her worst outfit of the episode. So I want to pause here to say that I noticed on a fellow podcaster's story today that she's been blocking people who complain about her outfits. So she apparently styled herself this season. Obviously. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> been blocking people who talked about her outfits. We have literally said nothing good about her outfits the entire time on Twitter. So, 
I don't think we're blocked, but I think it's imminent. <laughs> I think it's coming. <laughs> it's about to happen. It's about to happen. Oh, also, Greg matches her on this date, which is just as depressing and sad. Like, it's just, it's sad. We do this fake Katie's Place thing. I don't know. I don't like it. Also, she and Greg either. break something. They break something in the outside area. Was it lights? First of all, about Greg's yes. place, Greg actually looks better than her on this date, to be honest. With you. Except for his face. <laughs> Except for his sad face. And then, yeah, they break some They break some lights trying to throw around fake fish. And they shuck some oysters. And it was just a blah-ass, white-ass date. <laughs> no, the worst part for me was the fake gum wall. Someone actually made a replica of the famous gum wall in Seattle, and they were, like, kissing the gum out of each other's mouths. I don't know what was happening. That was a lot. I did not appreciate that. That was just gross. Please, don't ever recreate the gum wall again. Just saying. They were kissing. I didn't. Maybe I didn't even see that. See how checked out I was? I did not see that part, but that was gross. <laughs> that sounds gross. I'm going to go back and look because that sounds terrible. I just saw them like throwing the fish to each other, shucking the oysters, and then they had this little part where they sat down and talked to each other. Was the gum wall before that? It was just like a clip of the gum wall while they were just like um, going through. So it so it would have been probably before they sat and talked to each other in terms of how the date would have progressed. But there's also a picture of it, I think, on the Bachelorette ABC's page or Bachelor Nation's page, one of them, in the collage of photos from this date. So they do that. So fuck it. The day part's boring as shit. Let's get to the night portion. She doesn't look horrible at night. She actually looks cute. I'm going to give her that. Her outfit was actually cuter. One of the cuter outfits she's worn this entire season. Yeah, 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 it was okay. But before, I just want to say before we get to the evening date, like Katie was asking Greg, they were sitting down and talking and I remember Katie was asking Greg if he's ready for something serious. And Greg responds like some like she held a gun to his head. Like when I tell you all this entire time, Greg did not want to be on this date. The entire time he was like, oh yeah, I want to be with you. Oh yeah. I want something serious. <laughs> it's so obvious he just did not want to be there the entire time. Like maybe he livened up a little bit on the evening date, but the whole day he was just like, yeah, Katie, I'm interested. <laughs> Listen, his acting degree was working overtime this entire date. He was working <laughs> his, the expressions, the body language. His He had to prove that he went to acting school for this <laughs> so date because it was just it was a lot. I don't even remember what time they were talking about this, but I think it was during the day portion where she was just dripping her feelings all over him, and I was just kind of Katie is just dripping feelings all over Greg, and he is just faking the fuck out of this. It's literally what faking, I wrote down. Uh, faking that man is trying to get a job as an actor, okay? And he, I just really feel like he was tired of acting. He's just, yeah, Katie, I like you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but the night portion is where the acting turns up times a thousand. Mm -hmm. Like during mm -hmm. the day, he was barely interested. And then at night, she was talking about how she was worried about him leaving and how she's falling in love with him. And then he says, oh, yeah, he's also falling for her. With that kind of like an, oh, yeah, by the way, maybe, I guess. He, I thought it was interesting the way he phrased it 
because she's like, I feel like you're going to leave. And he's like, why would you think that? <laughs> as he's standoffish as hell. And then he's like, yeah, I would love to introduce my family to the person I'm falling in love with. He never said you. <laughs> That's true. Said, he never said person. it was her. He just said to the person I'm falling in love with. <laughs> and she was like, oh, Listen. he said he's falling in love with me. I was like, girl, what? That is not what he said. You're right. That is not what he said. That he is not say- what he said. <laughs> I, I've said it over and over again. Like, she just comes off as so desperate with him. She comes off as so desperate. And it's sad because it's obvious, like, you can't fake that. He might be attracted yeah. to her, but even being on camera, Matt James was more engaging with the women. And that says something. <laughs> like, Greg he- is just giving her nothing. He's giving bare minimum when I tell you, like bare minimum interest. Like he's skating. I'm. I swear to God, this man is skating on his looks alone. And I really do wonder because if it looks that obvious, like watching, you know, sometimes they just really can't edit out just how disinterested someone is. Like Rachel's example with um that guy who just simply wasn't interested in her, and the producers were like, "Yeah, we can't even edit this to make it look like yeah. he's interested." I wonder like what the unfiltered version looks like if he seemed even more disinterested or if they're choosing all the disinterested looks to show us i don't know i feel like he's probably even more disinterested because they're really making this up to be like this grand fairy tale and i just don't believe it of course it's because she wants it like it's she wants him as a front runner they can't make him seem like he's not interested in her that's they're doing as what they can with what they have okay like mm-hmm. greg does not love anybody but connor b apparently and <laughs> so yep and yeah he left so he's down his bestie's gone he's here with this girl who thinks he loves her and he's just like fuck what is my life <laughs> yeah exactly what is my life i have to pretend to like her now oh this sucks bro oh, i was here for the bromance now i got actual romance what the hell yeah like he does the bare minimum she gives him the rose and then she's like, oh, it wouldn't be Seattle without a rainy date. And I was like, bitch, you really did. Maybe these people set up a soundstage or some sort with like water. So you guys can yeah. kiss the rain. And his fake smile, he's cheesing from ear to ear. It is the happiest we have ever seen Greg with Katie. Him pretending <laughs> to love being in this rain right now. Like, it is bad. It is so bad. I think he, like, imagined himself. Like, he really imagined himself as an actor in The Notebook or something. And, oh, yeah, this is my chance to really just show that I am a romantic and I'm going to act my yeah. ass off. I am Ryan Gosling. I can do this. Yes, yes. Because he does look a little bit like Ryan Gosling. Do like not disrespect value. Ryan Gosling like that. He's, Don't dis- he's a great he's a great value version. <laughs> Even the great value version would not come on. Don't disrespect Ryan like that. Don't do that. Don't do that to him. That man actually has a facial expression. Don't do that to him. He does. He does. But Greg and Katie kissing the fake rain and his voiceover is, I think I found the love of my life. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah whatever. That's the funny part. So all these voiceovers with Greg talking about his feelings for Katie, his face is not in any of them. Not one. No. No. So for me, that's highly suspicious. But anyway, we press on. The most boring date in existence happened. And after this date happens, we don't see Greg back at the house. 
But we see the guys talking and Brendan getting increasingly frustrated because he's, dude, I don't fucking understand why I'm here. Because the group date card comes and, of course, he's on the group date, which means Mike P gets the one-on-one, which we already saw Mm -hmm. from preview. So whatever. Mm -hmm. And he's, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. What the fuck? And Michael A is like, yeah, Mike P is the most deserving one in the house. And Brendan's like, yeah, you're right. But also, this fucking sucks. So he goes (laughs) to talk to Katie like, he pops up on her door, like, hey. And her hair is wet. It's obvious that she's just come from getting severely drenched. I don't think it's a shower. I think it was right after the one-on-one date. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's going to talk to her. He's like, yeah, why am I here? It's pretty much what he asks her. He's <laughs> like, we're cool. We have a connection, all this stuff. But also, like, why am I still here if I'm not getting quality Which time? Which I appreciate because Brendan is asking the question we are all wondering at home. Why is he there? Because that's what, and even he was when he was talking to Mike P, I thought this conversation was really funny because both Brendan and Mike P were agreeing before the date card came that they at least need a one-on-one before engagement. <laughs> and I just thought it was so Yeah, at, le- at least maybe. <laughs> at least have a one-on-one conversation before engagement. <laughs> I, I, I like, just, yeah, that would be nice. It's it's ridiculous, honestly. Like the show is just making less and less sense as we go on. It makes less yep. sense. It makes yep. no sense whatsoever. Brendan goes to Katie's room, and then Katie's like, huh, "Actually, I really don't know why you were here. Also, I forgot that you were here. That's not what she said. That's pretty much what she said." <laughs> You're just like, That's "Yeah, pretty much." <laughs> I also like. forgot you were here. My bad. You can go. And so (laughs) this is the only time we get to see the connection between Brendan and Blake. Brendan picks up his bags and then goes to Blake's room to be like, yeah, buddy, I'm leaving. It's just not working out, whatever. And they're both so upset. And like, they're hugging each other. They're like, love you, bro. And I'm like, we could have been having this all this time. I could have been watching a different kind of romance. But here we are with the conventional romance once again but yeah i thought that was funny because even i'm i feel like the producers were like oh shit this guy has to leave what the fuck do we do oh tell him go see katie i feel like even the producers were like what why is he here again all right we gotta get him out (laughs) yeah exactly that's the only reason he got to see katie i'm 100 percent sure of it like they had to build this up in somehow some way for him to get to talk to her and get this moment yeah. since he hasn't spoken to her for three weeks at this point. Like, let's be honest. Yep. Yep. Even when he did try to talk to her, he was literally just trying to tell her about drama in the house. Now there's no drama in the house. It's, oh shit. What am I doing here? Yeah. What are you doing here? Sir? What's <laughs> happening? Also, he appeared with his suitcase in like a record amount of time. I don't know if they cut, let him pack. Oh yeah. And they cut a lot. Resume. They cut a lot. But it to me, it seemed like it was like a record amount of time he was packed and ready to go. <laughs> yep, he was ready. He was absolutely ready. And then, so we go to the group date, right? But this group date is special. It is, it's a date about flowers. Yeah, it's, yeah, that. <laughs> flowers that look like pussies. Or pussies <laughs> that look like flowers, however you want to take that, that's fine. Flower mm-hmm. pussies, if you will. And so, of course, <laughs> like, they have to draw... A representation of something. I don't even remember what they were supposed to be drawing, like or painting. I don't even know. I was just like, so we're looking at pussy flowers, but you want them to make it like a self-portrait of a pussy flower yeah, that represents was, them. It was very weird because the task was to create sensual, thought-provoking art. And if you told somebody make sensual, thought-provoking art, 
I'm pretty sure they would need at least a week because you need, if you want to make thought provoking art, you need to think about it. These men had zero time to think about it. They were just like, yeah, create some sensual thought provoking art. And it was like, oh, like, okay. Right. Like now? Okay. So it was a very weird challenge. Michael A. sculpts an ass, which I was Listen. like, oh. Who knew he was an ass man? Th- what? That was what was throwing me. I'm like, Katie does not have an ass. How is Michael reaching into not. her? So there was that. Uh, but I was also wondering, I'm like, could you see the pussy lips like through this ass thing? Because I they did a big blur of that shit. And I'm just kind of like, but what exactly are we blurring out? I wonder. But also, I feel like maybe Michael was like, look, I can put two lumps together and figure something <laughs> but i appreciated his effort i really liked his i i wish i wished they didn't blur these out i really wish that we could have seen it yep uh, yep michael a did great on that one let's see who else on the date again andrew s oh. so andrew s was on that date also his was it definitely looked like a pussy like it definitely looked like a pussy and mm-hmm. i forget his explanation for that it was because he because they both love sushi. So Andrew painted himself eating sushi, which looked like the vagina. <laughs> and he said he planned to eat his way to her heart. <laughs> and I was like, OK, solid plan. Solid. I'm on board. I, I can do it. it. Works. I can Let's do it. I was going to eat his way to her heart. That slays me. I, what was Justin's? Justin was disappointing Justin? to me. It was supposed to be like he's an artist or something like, yeah, I would have thought his painting would have been better. It was not as the resident artist here because i'm an artist uh, not really but i i at first i was like what the fuck because everybody's like what the fuck justin it was one really nice rose and then everything else looked like it was done by a three-year-old but what i feel really happened was that justin can paint really well he can paint roses especially really well so i feel like justin got caught up painting the rose and then realized they were running out of time and I was like oh shit let me quickly add that's really what it looked like to me like at the end of it he was like ah this did not pan out the way I needed we have five minutes left let me just paint something on the side so (laughs) yeah that's what it looked like to me (laughs) and then as we see later he paints something really with Justin's Mm -hmm. an artist so he knows you can't make thought-provoking art in an hour (laughs) come on people and then there's Blake. Blake is taking <laughs> it to a whole black box yet again this season. Remember last Bachelorette season, he had it was another art date. He had to do a sculpture. Yep. He had a sculpture yep. of a dick. And in this yep. one, whatever it is, is so big. They had to black out the entire canvas. They black. <laughs> blacked out the entire painting. And he was, I, I, from his description, I honestly, I couldn't tell you what it was. Like, I really couldn't. I was like, was it a vagina? Was it sex? Was it, I don't know. He said it's like where life starts. So I'm like, okay, so was it a pussy? Was it? Yeah. I don't know. Like, what is it? Yeah. I wish, I really hope that he posts the uncensored version at some point. Actually, I'm going to go stock, see if he does. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm dying to see it. So the day portion goes fairly well. Justin's facial expressions are delivering as per usual. And then we head Mm -hmm. to the night portion where because there are only four of them, everyone gets quality time. And Michael A and Katie have a deep conversation. But it also seems like she's giving him an opt out button because she keeps mentioning, oh, yeah, I understand. I have to do this with James and Laura and all that stuff. And I just want to make sure you're comfortable. Like, you know, like when someone wants you to like not be there, I'd be like, I just want to make sure that you're okay, that you're fine. You know what I'm saying? So it felt like she was giving him an opt out, which I thought was make sense. Mm -hmm. Justin delivers that butterfly painting that he did for her, which was super nice. 
Blake admits yeah, that he's not in love with her at the moment, but that he is falling in love with her, which is cool. He feels... I was like, he, Katie also admits she isn't sure about him. I was like, since when? It was very right. weird. Yeah, that, that was super. And they didn't kiss. So she kissed no. Justin. She kissed Michael A. And also Andrew S. They had an interesting conversation where he was pretty much like, I don't know what comes after football. We'll figure it out. And she was like, yeah, love yes. will conquer all. <laughs> yes. She reassures him like, yes. They'll figure it out. And he takes her to this cute little room there where he recreates their first one-on-one and he gives her a note that says he's falling for her. And I was like, yeah, okay. But listen, the one thing I will say about this thing was Michael A saying that no one can love Katie like he can. I was like, I believe you, white man. I don't, I believe you. I would like you to love me too. I believe you. Exactly. I honestly believe no one can love anyone like Michael A. can. He's the sweetest, purest human being I've ever seen on this franchise. So I totally believe him too. He's just so, such a gem. I love yes, him. I believe. So that was the highlight for me. He actually gets the group date rose. So for now, we know that Greg mm-hmm. and Michael A are for sure going to the hometowns portion of the date. Yep. Well, Greg a little reluctantly, show. but you know. <laughs> We're skipping along. We're skipping along. We're making it, right? We're absolutely making it. Uh, so now we head on over to Mike P's date, which is a cuddling date. And a cuddling date I in the woods. I just want to say that this is the third season in a row that we've had the most uncomfortable date ever before someone goes home. Like, I mm-hmm. on Clacia's season, it was Blake and Taisha with that tantric yoga date. On Matt James's season, it was him and Serena P with that sexy yoga date. <laughs> where she was so uncomfortable and he was like, that was awesome. And then <laughs> we have this date, which yep. is a cuddling date where Mike mm-hmm. P the Virgin has to be in this forced cuddling process with Katie. Miss Prosec. And it's not even just a cuddle date. I also, I didn't realize this until the second time around I watched this. And yes, people, I endured this twice. But the second time around, Mike P says he's really uncomfortable in the woods. Yeah. And then he has to cuddle. And it was like, oh, so you literally put this man in the most uncomfortable situation of all time. Absolutely. They absolutely (laughs) did that. They did that. The cuddling was off to a very rough start. Seemed to be getting a little bit better. And then Mike P whispers in Katie's ear, you remind me of my mom. Oh my God. Well, first of all, they had to change into their requisite white cult wear because why do you cuddle if you're Listen, not wearing cult clothes? Mike P looked like that cult leader. I swear to God, he was like a serial killer cult leader. Yeah, It was a lot. I didn't like it. Yes. Yes. He looked like cult leader. Like he looked like he was trying to indoctrinate Katie into his religion. It was a lot. And then the entire day he goes on, we hear the voiceovers like he keeps saying Katie reminds him of his mom and he said something and he was like my mom wouldn't like me saying that I'm like sir what are you doing here it's keeping it buck though I would not do or say certain things on tv because of my mother as well like my mother would be quick to drink if I embarrass her on tv that's so I get it 
But he but. was saying something more like Katie would be number one in his life or something. Sorry. And he he knew he knows his mom wouldn't be too happy to hear that. I'm like, sir, you are not dating your mom. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And if you are, leave that shit wherever it's from. I don't exactly. That. I don't exactly. So they, so this date just gets, it starts awkward and then it gets cool. And then it gets a little awkward he whispers that she reminds him of his mom. And then he says something, I'd rather have my heart broken a hundred times than break someone's heart. And then a zoom in of Katie, just, yeah. <laughs> you can tell, oh shit, I'm about to break your heart. Yep. <laughs> yep, she is. So while this date is happening, the guys are back at the house and Blake is pretty much like, Mike P is going home. There's no way they're compatible. No way at all. Like he's definitely going home. And everyone's, oh, you don't know that Blake. Maybe it'll work out. And Blake's like, no, this motherfucker's going home. Don't play with me. I've been on the show before. I know what's what. He's going home. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. I, I found it so weird on this part because Blake's like, Katie's so sexual and he's not. And Andrew's, he's done other stuff. I'm like, Andrew, how well, do you know this? For, exactly. I was like, conversation. <laughs> was he doing it with you? Is that what was exactly. happening? Where was this conversation? I would have liked to hear this conversation. But yeah, they just bring him all the way down to being a virgin and that's it. And it's kind of just, I'm over the whole virgin storyline. It's happened a few times now and it's y'all. Yep. Over it. Yeah. And like Katie did tweet, she was like, being a virgin is not a personality trait, which I agree with. And I feel like it was shade to the production because Mike P seemed, he was, he was a pretty decent guy, but it, everything was yeah. going from, he's a virgin, look at this virgin. Yeah, they definitely tried really hard. They really did. But unfortunately, Mike P's love of his mother was not able to keep him on the show. Katie <laughs> voted him off the island. Yep, so Mike P went home. He didn't even make it to the evening date. Nope. Katie was just like, nope. yeah, I can't. Like, I can't even pretend anymore. It's time to go. <laughs> I also have Mike is so serene serial killer cult face. <laughs> yeah, that's really where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Yeah, he was really calm about it. I think he also knew we all knew he wasn't going going. Next. Katie was very like liberal, sex positive, and he was very like conservative, weight saving himself for marriage. We've been you. It was just that time. It was just time. I'm surprised he yep, made it, it to was the time. final. Seven? Is it seven or six at this point? Seven, yeah. Six at this point because Brendan got sent home oh, at six. Yeah, so he made it to the final six, which is way further than I thought he would have made it anyway. So he Agreed. did good. He did really good. And we do the whole thing. And so here is the part where Katie's getting ready for the rose ceremony. The guys are there. And I'm texting Lex. Andrew S. is going home. I just know it. Here is all the reasons why. <laughs> and she's like, what are you talking about? Now, remember, we haven't gotten to this point in the show yet where she starts handing out roses. But I'm like, I know that Andrew S. is going home. Yes. I know it. I can prove it. Here's what it is. He and, and Justin. I was like. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like what? Cause no, because at this point, I thought that you, I thought you knew because you saw a spoiler. So I thought you knew oh, no. because somebody told you. I was like, what? How? And then you explain. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So I was like, you guys know we talked about the shitty tweets that he and Justin have out on their Twitter accounts, obviously. And Justin, right after those tweets came out, was on Bachelor Happy Hour. So he had his little redemption story, whatever. We heard nothing from Andres's camp. And so to me, that meant that they were making Justin more palatable. 
to us. They have plans for Justin, mm-hmm. whether it's this season, next season, whatever. They have mm-hmm. plans for him. And I think the plan is that he's going to be in the final two because I think Greg and Michael A self-eliminate at some point in this whole mm-hmm. final four process. But whatever, which is funny because they're the first two to get roses for hometown. And I'm sure they're going to self-eliminate. So I'm telling Lex all of this stuff. And then, mm-hmm. she's, oh, that makes so much sense. And then Katie hands out roses to Justin and to Blake. And Andrew S. is going home. So <laughs> I was yep. like, yep. Exactly what I said. Which it was a huge shock to literally everyone but me because you warned me beforehand. (laughs) But literally everybody was like, what? Andrew S. And I was like, holy shit, Jen was right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I warned her with my intuition. I was like, something is off. I know this is going to happen. In the breakup speech, Katie is like, I could... I could keep you here past hometowns, but I couldn't look your family in the face, your mother in the face, knowing that I was not 100% there with you. Pretty much her point is that she's I like you, but I don't like you enough to keep you around. I don't like you Mm. enough to take you to the next level. And so Mm. he eats that shit like a man. But there's some tears. He accepts it gracefully. And he leaves. It's very sad for Katie. She's very upset. Mm -hmm. She's convinced she made a mistake because she did. And that's that, right? (laughs) But also, she wears the best outfit we have seen this entire season. Hands down. Oh, oh, this is what you look like when you are dressed. I get it. I get it. (laughs) Yep, I got it. I like the clothes. Oh, that pink dress was amazing. I think we shared it on our story in a clip. Was but it a dress or a jumpsuit? I don't Either I, way, it looks really good. The accessories look yep. like complimented her nicely as well. It was like, oh, okay. So she's getting it together because the beginning of this season was rough. <laughs> Up until last week was rough. Keeping it I know. This week, like honestly, and then this week, I pre- I'm pretty sure we see her best fit of the season and the wor- her worst fit of the season in the same episode. <laughs> We're still working on it. We're still working on it. But... I look at the time and I'm like, how do we still have 15 minutes left? This yep. Like, why the fuck is it not over? She sent Andrew home and she talked about how sad she is and she's wondering if she made a mistake. So we think the episode's over, but there's so much time left and surprise. Guess who shows up at her door the very next fucking day? It is Andrew S. <laughs> Andrew S. I honestly forget what happened. <laughs> I just oh, know like, they like talk yeah. a little bit. Pretty much he's like, that sad goodbye is not us. Like we have so much fun and so much light. I don't want to leave you crying. So he came back to make oh. her smile. Oh. And so that was the sweet part. He was just, yeah, like we've had so much fun build this really great connection while being serious, but also joyful. So I don't want to leave you super sad. So as he's leaving, he slips her card and he's open it when I'm gone. And that's a very specific thing for me to say, because to me, that means open it after I'm gone. I just open it like after this whole thing, this whole section of your day is done. Oh, so, mm-hmm. so then a producer allegedly, possibly, perhaps <sighs> prompts Katie to read the note right after Andrew walks out the door. Another producer is convincing Andrew to take the stairs. So, because why the fuck would you take this? Right? Two producers are working in tandem <laughs> to make this thing happen. So, they're doing that. And on the note, it's written, if you change your mind, like I'll be waiting. And so, Katie does this amazing rom com dash trying to get to Andrew. 
And so he's in the lobby. Apparently other guests stay there. By the way, we see other people in this episode. It's very funny. Oh, oh I didn't even notice that. But yeah, I think, yeah, there were. So they weren't just like producers and shit. I guess I, they were I like mean, guests. They had to have been guests. If they were, it was, anyway, there are other people in the frame. So she yeah, calls out yeah. to Andrew. He stops. She gives him this. She runs and gives him the, the hojo. He did the hug jump. And like no. the hug jump, she gives it to him and he's, she's just, oh, if there was a way to make you stay so you could stay, would you do it? And he was like, no. And I, I totally understand because remember, Peter asked Hannah B the same thing when it was his season where he was the bachelor. If there was a way that you could be here, would you? And I totally understand Andrew's perspective. It's like, why am I going to sit here just as insecure as before waiting for a rose that might not come when right. I can't have all of her right now? And I respect and that. And she, she admitted that she just wasn't there with him too. So it was like, why would he stay when you admitted that you weren't there and you probably won't be? But yeah, I don't know. I thought this was just like very confusing oh he also says that he just he wants his future wife to choose him which is why he says no which i completely understand like you want to feel like somebody wants to be with you and not oh i'll just stay as a last resort but it's like well why would you leave the note (laughs) like if you knew this is how you felt for me i was like then why would you leave that note no i think for him he meant once the show is over if you feel this way then come find me because why would he want to go back in the house? It's stupid. Well, that for, was very stupid. For him, it's <laughs> if when the show is done, you want to be with me, then come and find me. Let me, let her make it to the end of the season, do whatever she's going to do. And if at the end of that, she still wants him, then to go for him, which is what I took it as. And that's really um, the end of the episode. They kiss again. And I was just like, why are we kissing? You know what? Why are we making out? I don't know. We're just kissing. That's fine. (laughs) And then he leaves. They say goodbye. And she says if she ends up with him, she would be lucky. It just wasn't for them. I was like, you you would be lucky. (laughs) Yeah. You did not deserve him. But I don't know. This whole time, this whole section, some people liked it. I was just kind of like, eh. I'm not really convinced. I really was confused about the leaving the note and then saying, actually, you know what? I'm just not going to stay, even though I told you I would. I'm not. Should have been an email. (laughs) This part of the episode should have been been an email. Or a text message later. Like, hey, got your number from the producer. Just letting you know once the show is done, hit me up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or have the producer give her the letter like later on, like after he's driven away. I think that would have been more effective. What can I say? Superb Bachelor edit for Andrew S. It really was. And honestly, like if this happened, I don't know. If if it was like earlier in the season, I would be all gunning for Andrew S. Next Bachelor, yes. But at this point, I'm just, he's a little colorist. I don't want to see him as the Bachelor. Definitely don't. don't. Definitely don't. Andrew S. said, Black people's Christmas is tax refund time. So, yep. fuck him. <laughs> I do not want to see him as Pretty popular. much, pretty much. I don't. I, I don't want to see most people on screen ever again. There's that. But it's like, how hard is it to find people who are genuinely interested in different women of color without being racist or colorist? I don't think Apparently it should be impossible. <laughs> Apparently it's and impossible. And then... Apparently. And then the other thing that just did not sit well with me in this section is that she eliminated Andrew using the excuse of, I can't really face your family, 
blah, 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 which is the exact same excuse that Hannah B used to eliminate Mike Johnson. And at the time, I'm not going to lie, at the time when Hannah B eliminated Mike Johnson, I was like, oh, that's white girl talk for I'm not trying to meet your black family. And I really do feel like I'm at this point, I really do feel like sending black people home right before hometowns is coded language for we don't want to see our black family on screen. We have True. too much already. Bye. I agree. But like, I, I definitely if, agree. If he's, such a, if he's such an amazing, like, great person, why isn't he going to hometowns? Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. If he's such, like, why is Blake there? I understand she and Blake have a connection or whatever, but why is Justin there? Like, why not the dark-skinned man? Why can't he go to hometowns? I don't know if we've seen yeah. a dark-skinned man in hometowns. Unless it was mm. Rachel. I feel like, did Rachel have... Yeah, he's not really dark skin. It's Eric Bigger. He's not that dark. Oh, but he's not that dark, but, but yeah, mean, he's, he's kind of dark. But he not, he's not as light as Andrew, but he's also not dark like, say, an Easy from last season. You know what I mean? But he's not ambiguous, which I feel like a lot of the black people on this yes. show who go to uh, hometowns are ambiguous. Have a, like a white parent or like a non-black parent. And I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I want to see a black family supporting their black child on this show. Like, it's not enough to just eliminate before hometowns. It's not. Facts for real. So we see the promos for next week, which involves Greg blatantly lying, saying that Katie hasn't told him that she loves him yet, which oh, I was God. looking there like, come on, bro. Anyway, and then we also she find has... out we're getting a men tell-all next week also. Yes. Katie has literally done everything except salivate over this man. And I'm sure she even does that off camera. Come on, Greg. And then, yes, next week we get the men tell all, which funnily enough, we don't see any clips from the men tell all. We just see clips from the show and say men tell all next week. So I'm like, did y'all film it? Oh, yeah. That filming happened, I think, a couple weeks ago, maybe. It was just weird. I wonder why we saw no clips from the men tell all. We saw one clip, but it was of the girls talking because Caitlin and Taysha also host the men tell all. So that clip of them on the couch, that is from the men tell all. Oh, got you, got you, got you. So I really wonder what's happening. It looks like Thomas is coming back as well as Aaron and Hunter. So I don't know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's going to be a thing. I'm not excited, but we're pressing on. We're pressing forward. That's yep, yep, yep. nowhere to go but through. But through. <laughs> so, Lex, let's talk sweet and sours. What was your sweet moment this week? My sweet moment of the week. Oh, God. What was my sweet moment? I'm sorry. I was just so bored this entire episode. I thought Greg's date was boring and unconvincing. I thought Mike, I thought the group date was also boring. And I thought Mike P's date was uncomfortable and boring. But okay, I'm gonna say my sweet moment was when we saw Michael A FaceTiming his son, James, and making faces and just being really cute and just sitting there with his mimosa FaceTiming his son. I thought that was really cute. So that's going to be my sweet moment. That's so funny. That's also my sweet moment. So, clearly we're on the same like, wavelength here it was like the only sweet moment of the entire episode <laughs> like genuinely sweet because michael a is genuinely sweet it wasn't like fabricated sweet greg and katie's kiss in the rain or andrew leaving like it felt that felt like fabricated sweet 
And then yeah. Michael Age is just like genuine sweet. Agreed. Agreed. That's definitely the sweet moment for me. Also, I loved it. I love watching Michael A interact with his son. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So what was your mm-hmm. sour moment then? Since the episode's kind of a dud, what was your sour moment? It was, it was a dud. I'm going to say my sour moment. Oh God, what is my sour moment? Uh, I'm going to say my sour moment was the date with Mike P and just like how uncomfortable he was and just like how much they framed this show around him being a virgin. It's almost like, it's almost, okay, there are so many white people. We need something to differentiate them all. This guy's going to be the virgin. And <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, Blake's gonna be the sexual guy. Greg's gonna be the sad guy. Connor is gonna be the corny guy. Mike P's gonna be the virgin. And it's just like I'm so over it. I'm over it. I too, I'm over it. My sour moment is the entire episode, minus the part with Michael Lee talking to his kid and telling <laughs> the confessional that no one can love Katie more than him. And I was like, yeah, fair. I get that. <laughs> I get that. There we go. The entire episode is a sour moment. One long sour moment. But yes. <laughs> One long, sour moment. And just thank you guys again for listening to us because this season really is giving us nothing. So <laughs> we're just trying to make the best yes. of it. We we're do trying this to make work the best so you don't it. have to watch. <laughs> yes, and we've actually managed to talk about a lot of stuff, actually. So I'm going to go to the listener slash people's thoughts about the episode. Yay. I'm going to start with some Instagram comments that we have received. Mm -hmm. We have received a couple about what we think about the episode and such. I posted a little poly whatever, you know what they call it? The, the question thing, right? Yeah. So let me read what we have here in the box. So one of the ones I have says Katie is selling these men lies just for good TV. Lol. And I was, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see that. She did reassure um, Andrew S. and then send him home. Yep. Yep. <laughs> she sure did. Mike P. constantly comparing Katie to his mom was definitely something. And I yep. agree wholeheartedly with that. It was, it was a choice. It was it, definitely it was a, choice. a choice. Someone else says, I feel like Greg is going to pull up Brenda and Morales from Tasha's season without being as likable. Yep. I told you guys it's coming. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. He's definitely going to leave. He's going he's gonna to self-eliminate. I know you keep saying it, and I'm just like, I wonder when. He's in the final four now, but we'll we'll, we'll get into it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And then the next one is about the person being devastated that Andrew is going home. Andrew did make th- this season fun. It was fun TV every time Andrew was on, so I get that. It so was. those are our quick Instagram reactions. And I do agree, but I was just going to say when Andrew S. first came on our screens and he was the most like charming, engaging person. So I miss that version of him and that version of me when I still liked him. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I feel the same way. <laughs> I feel the same way. I do. I honestly do. So let's now dive into the MJ email this week. I'm just dubbing it MJ email. Episode seven's title is Lots of Z's. So literally, like the sleeping yes. sound, the snooze, yes, the for snore. Sure. Y'all got this. Mm-hmm. Greg has the personality of a wet mop and is about as interesting as one. And at the end of the date, he is one. 
Oh my gosh, that's, that is that's, so accurate. That's it. That do I even need to read anymore? That's the most important thing <laughs> this entire episode. Yes, <laughs> that is the most important observation of this entire episode. <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness. That's really doing it. Okay. So They've gotten pissed off the entire staff at the place after that date, meaning Greg and Katie's date. I hope the staff yep. gets a big bonus for having to put up with ABC shit. And I agree. They're fucking breaking stuff. Like, they're breaking stuff yep. at this resort. Yep. I do hope that the people get a bonus and that they pay to fix this shit. So, sure. Yep. I feel, <laughs> But I also, I feel like ABC probably put a deposit on the hotel and it's, there goes the deposit. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's they it. get and that no- back. Nothing else for you. The next one is they really just pushed the Canadians together and said, okay, now you can be friends. Yeah. <laughs> now one is leaving. You can be friends. <laughs> yeah. You're friends now. Go ahead and do this thing, right? Out of yes. nowhere. Like I said, <laughs> we know they're friends in real life. We don't see any interaction with them on camera. I didn't know they were friends in real life, actually, until oh, you said something. Fun and I was like, oh, shit, they're friends in real life? Fun fact. What? Blake is the one that told Brendan to go out for the show. What? And then Blake went on the show? No wonder they didn't tell us this shit. <laughs> yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Because so, what Blake looked like encouraging his friend to go on the show and then popping up and being like, actually, I want her too. Yep. It looks us. Yeah, it looks very sus. And then the producers say, ah, how, yes, do we make these people un- most uncomfortable? Every date was super uncomfortable this week, to be honest. Like, every single yep. date. I didn't like any of it. Yep. Yep. The painting date was trash. The cuddle date was trash. Greg just did not want to be there. It was just, I don't know. Literally everyone on this show seems to me like they're over it. <laughs> and I'm over it. And I honestly can't wait for Bachelor in Paradise to start. Yes, agreed. Thing, of course, Andrew S. deserves better, which I agree. He did deserve better than Katie's handling of him. And the last point is that this men's tell-all is about to be drier than stale croutons. Yeah. I guess we'll see. I am interested to see Thomas again and see what he has to say and then see Hunter and see what he has to say. But besides that, I'm really not interested in literally anybody else. (laughs) Agreed. Especially because they're going to be showing the scenes of them talking to other people in the house and to each other. Like I'm super interested to see how they're going to react once they're confronted with their evilness on Mm -hmm. the big screen. Yeah. I, yeah, especially I'm interested to see what happens when I hope I don't know if Andrew S is going to be there, but I do remember that moment when Trey was like, "Hey, why are you minding your business? You need to tell Katie <laughs> about other men in the house." And he was like, "No, I'm going to mind my business. I'm interested to see what their take on that is now from this side, and I'm interested to see if they're going to like stick to what they were saying or be like, you know what? He was right. He, he really yeah. should have been minding his business. <laughs> you probably shouldn't mind your damn business, bro. That's it." That's it. He made it to final five manning his business. I think he knew what he was doing. (laughs) Agreed. Absolutely agreed. So that's our sweet and sour. That's our reader email segment. Now it's time for Bachelor Nation news. There are some quick points that we can bring up. And then there's one that we have to talk about a bit more in depth. Right. So let's start at the top. Kenny King from Rachel Lindsay season. He was engaged to this beautiful black woman. Apparently they are broken up and he is single now. So Kenny King is back on the market. I'm about to shoot mm-hmm. my shot. 
So... I was just going to say, I was like, Jen, now's your chance. <laughs> I'm about to shoot the fuck out of that shot and be like, listen, my G, you don't know me. I'm not the hot body model type you're used to, but I'm going to put it on you. That's it. I feel like he wouldn't care. Kenny just seems like this like sweet black man who loves black women. And I am rooting for him. And even though this didn't work out, I'm hoping that it does for the next one. I'm hoping that Jen shoots a shot. And she gets the swish. We're hoping that I get nothing but net here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, but he really did seem like the sweetest person. And damn, that is sad. Yep. But wish him the best. Wish him the best. And I can pop over for a bit of happy news. Ashley, I, and Jared, one of the most annoying couples in Bachelor Nation, is having a baby. Yes. Aww. Yes. So I, I am happy for them. I know they were trying for a little bit and it wasn't working, quote unquote. I don't oh. know how to say about that. But mm. they have conceived. They're having a baby. They did their Aww. pregnancy announcement on some like Amazon live stream thing. I It was oh. odd. I don't know. Okay. It's like Amazon sponsored their pregnancy announcement. That's what it feels based <laughs> on what the vibe was. I don't know. I I really wouldn't be surprised because what like this influencer lifestyle means getting somebody to sponsor everything, i.e. not paying for anything out of your own pocket. So <laughs> yeah, shout out to them. Wish you guys a safe and happy landing for your baby when it is time. Mm-hmm. Like she's not yes. due for several more months. Shout out yeah, anyway. Wishing the best. Hoping for the best for them as well. Michelle's season airing date has been confirmed it's going to be on tuesdays this fall and it's going to start october mm-hmm. 19th so filming mm-hmm. i think is just about to start there are some rumors as to where the film is going to take place and that there might be travel this season including oh. to minnesota where she's from so Ooh. we will wait for the official or more official announcements of course but mm-hmm. it's looking there will be some miles travel this season between mm-hmm. california and minnesota Okay, okay, okay. I'm feeling it. I honestly can't wait. And I also hope that they are saving the best producers for this season. <laughs> because this, Agreed. Because Katie's season was trash. I'm not going to lie. It was trash producing, trash everything. So let's hope we get a much better season with Michelle, that there's diversity at all levels, behind the camera, in front of the camera, at the executive level, decision-making level, and beyond. So... We are looking at you, ABC. Like this, Katie's season was the test run. It was a cute little whatever. But Michelle's season is the main event. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what better way to celebrate Michelle than bringing back Tayshia and Caitlin to host her season? Yay. So we're in contract talks. I'm not sure if it's 100% confirmed or not yet. But probably most likely Tayshia and Caitlin will be hosting Michelle's season as well. I really hope they do. Caitlyn really just brought this like refreshing air to the Bachelorette and just seeing, even though the season's blah, I really do like when I get to see those moments where Katie, Caitlyn, and Tasha just kiki over the men and it just feels like girl talk and it feels like something a woman would actually do when dating a whole pile of men so it just seems natural and it's duh <laughs> it's like a dumb moment. Yep. like why weren't they doing this the whole time it makes sense so yeah i really like the more i see i didn't really see caitlin that much but the more i see on here i'm like i really like caitlin she's hilarious Tasha's amazing Tasha's gorgeous 
And I really think they make great hosts. They do make great hosts. I'm super into it. The only other person who would have done it better would have been JoJo. And I, but I feel like JoJo is a different kind of bachelorette. And so mm-hmm. that rapport might not be the same fun, free environment that Tasha and Caitlin have cultivated. Just saying. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. And so this last bit of Bachelor Nation news, it's kind of odd that it goes hand in hand with what we just talked about, but it is yep. slightly covering a negative-ish side of Caitlin Bristow. Mm-hmm. It's she has a wine company, right? Spades and Sparrows. There is a reel that they had done encouraging people to drink wine. And the audio for that reel involved someone not enthusiastically consenting to a sexual encounter. And it was just, mm-hmm. ah, we should do it. If you just do it and get it over with, it'll be fine. And they're using the conversation or using the wine to push that conversation ish forward in a way. And it, it just, in a way, it felt icky. So yeah. it was, it yeah. felt like you were trying to say, you should just do the sex thing you don't really want to do just to get it over right with. so your man like will to, to, it was very like old school housewife okay let me liquor myself up so i can give my give sex to my man type of thing like offer offer the pussy on a plate type of thing and it was, yeah it was just, this is the 21st century People don't really correct. This is 2021. Like women are allowed to want sex too. And women are allowed to say no, if they're really not in the mood, like why are we pushing this trope that we need to convince ourselves to sleep with men? No, we Facts. don't. <laughs> like we really don't. 100,000%. Obviously that's just, ugh. so there was a lot of backlash from that. And the comments people were like, WTF, like, why would you post this? Why would you say that? And it's just, it was a block party. She was like blocking people after that. And she meaning the Spade and Sparrows account. There is no confirmation whether Mm -hmm. or not Caitlin was aware of or involved in the block party. Yeah, but it was just weird. Like they were deleting all the comments, pointing out what was wrong with it. And then they were blocking people, pointing out what was wrong with it. And it was like, all right, like how many comments are you going to delete and how many people are you going to block before you realize the post was just trash like what yep that's it (laughs) the post is trash that that's all that that's all and it was like instead of just acknowledging oh shit like we weren't even thinking we didn't realize sorry like we didn't mean that it was like blocking spree and that's why i gotta take back is i i know probably caitlin's not actively involved in the social media management because i've worked for like companies and brands and there's a whole separate like social media person no matter how big or small the company is there's always a whole separate social media person but still it's just it's not a good look so i had to take a couple points back from caitlin <laughs> for that yeah I was like, this is not a good look at all <laughs> i feel you i feel you it makes perfect sense it makes perfect sense and so this is something that we didn't really cover and we won't go in depth on, but there is some weird stuff happening with Becca Martinez from Ari season, who is the host of Chatty Broad's podcast. Also, really, there's some weird shit happening all over Bachelor Nation this week. I don't know if there's yes. a, a moon or a planet in retrograde or in Gatorade or in outside aid. I don't know. What <laughs> But shit is shit is popping off this week in Bachelor Nation. We also yeah. got some disturbing news about a contestant favorite that people had. Mm-hmm. It's just like we can't even dive into that right now. It's just so much. Right. 
it's but. yeah it's 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 not good it's been a weird week it's not good news it's upsetting but nothing's really confirmed so we won't really say nothing but yeah <laughs> just it's a weird week it's a weird week in bachelor nation we will keep abreast though because we do it for you <laughs> We love you. Yes, we absolutely love you. Thank you for supporting the Bachelorettes and, of course, all the other amazing creators of color in Bachelor Nation. It's just, it's fabulous. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Thank you so much for listening to us. Thank you so much for rocking with us. I don't think I have anything else to talk about as it relates to what's going on in Bachelor Nation, but we will probably be discussing more serious stuff a bit later on that we have found out just waiting to get some Mm -hmm. confirmation on something and then for me yeah there's nothing else really in bachelor nation but as for the show of the bachelorette i was just thinking about it and you were saying like blake self-eliminates greg self-eliminates I really don't. I really don't Blake, see Michael, Michael A. Michael A. Self eliminates. Oh, Michael A. Sorry, Michael A. Self. Michael A. A. Self eliminates. Yes, because I'm like, okay, yeah, I could definitely see Michael A. Self eliminating for his family, for his son, and I can see Greg self eliminating because Katie keeps saying, I, I think you're just gonna leave, and I'm like, why would they keep showing us that she says that, huh? Mm. Yeah, which means it could be down to Blake and Justin. And I'm like, yep, that's not who I thought my final two would be. Really? That's not? Or that is? Oh, it's not. Oh, actually, yeah, I can tell you who my final four was. Okay. Yeah. I can reveal my final four picks. So my final four, and I'll just give you like the beginning final four because we were pretending like Blake wasn't going to show up. So my final four (laughs) was Connor, Greg, Michael A, and Andrew S., so oh, wow. that was my final mm. four in the beginning because that's what made the most sense. And then once Blake got there, I kicked Andrew S. out of my final four <laughs> and replaced yep. him with Blake because Blake is a much better fit for Katie overall. Mm-hmm. So I lost Connor last week, which was mm-hmm. rough for me. Mm-hmm. I already mm-hmm. know that Michael A and Greg are going to self-eliminate. And by the way, these are not guys that I would choose for myself. These are just guys that I would choose for Katie, who's basic as fuck. So there's that, right? This is not in any way how I feel about them. This is how I think she feels about them. Michael A for sure is going to self-eliminate. We've seen that clip all season with his son kind of being like, why do you hate me? Why don't you want to be around me? Like, that's fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, so he's definitely going to go. And Greg is a whiny little bitch boy. He's going to take this as far as he can take it. I'm sorry. Like he is. He's going to take this as far as he can take it with his calculated ass. And then he's going to leave. He's going to pull a Sarah Trot and he's going to leave. So yep. I think I'm thinking Blake. I don't know. That That's where I'm at. I'm thinking it's Blake. And I'm thinking, I'm honestly thinking it could be Justin. Like at this point. And that's probably a terrible take to have because we literally have not seen that much of him really yeah but it might could be justin i also feel like blake might leave or make some kind of excuse to not commit because i really don't see blake as the commitment type i don't know maybe it's just like the version that we see of him but i feel blake might make an excuse to not commit or raise some red flags or maybe he's doing it for tv i don't know but it might could be Justin. And I don't know if anybody's noticed, but Justin and Katie have no chemistry. Like zero. <laughs> zero. Oh, also, I forgot to say this before, 
because I was saying somebody in the DMs on Instagram. I was like, is it that Katie is a bad kisser and that all the other guys are slightly better right? than her? So is she the bad kisser? And as a result, the best kissers in the house have to be like dragging her across the line. Is that what's right? happening? That's what I'm thinking. And I'm also wondering, is it that Katie is just awkward? Because it seems to me there are not a lot of people who have like good chemistry with Katie. And I feel like as sex positive as Katie is, I feel like she's also just like really awkward in her body. And it's just not. And I also feel like the men are just not that attracted to her. They're not. Like, I really don't feel, I really don't think Andrew S. was that attracted to her. I don't think Greg is that attracted to her. Maybe Michael A. I don't think Blake is that attracted to her either. Honestly, she doesn't really have a lot going on. So. (laughs) Ooh. And her social media presence has been kind of, ugh. Since the, since she was announced as The Bachelorette. Just saying. Yeah. We gonna see. We are going to see. see. I'm going to stop shit talking now, I swear for today yes yes but just hedge your bets people you got our bets i'm betting on justin because fuck it why not jen's betting on blake but we'll see what happens let us know your bets let us know what you think is going to happen also oh and before we go i have a question for the white people who listen to our show all three of you i'm honestly i honestly want to know white people are you as tired of seeing white romances as i am I am so tired of it. It's. I feel like that's another reason why this show is so boring. It's because they're typical. They're framing it as your typical white people romance. Andrew S is gone. Maybe Justin could be gone. I don't know. We don't really see a lot of them. Anyways, we see a lot of Greg. We see a lot of Blake. We're seeing a lot of Michael A. We saw a lot of white people. And I'm like, I'm so tired. Like white people, you guys have been putting yourselves in romances since the beginning of time. Are y'all not tired? I'm They're tired. not tired. They're not tired. I'm tired. That's that's my rant over. <laughs> but yeah, it's just white people. I'm so tired. Show somebody else, please. Show something new. Jeez. But yeah, rant over. Any last thoughts, Jen? Before we leave? Nope. Nope. Just that this episode is way longer than I thought it would be. So shout out to us. Yes, we made something out of nothing once again. We deserve the podcasting trophy, okay? But if that's it for you, then that's it for me. Once again, I'm Lex, she's Jen, and we are the Blatchlorettes. Catch you next time. Bye.